0: everyone, this is Brian Hayes and welcome to episode 3 of the Music Mind podcast. Today I'm delighted to bring to you the wonderful talents of Andrew O. Oh. Andrew has been a professional musician since before he left school, working in Singapore, Hong Kong, Italy and for the last 20 years here in Australia. Andrew has a reputation as one of our finest ever saxophone and flute players, and he's also a keen electronics man dabbling in the electronic wind instruments from the early days and nowadays focusing on the Roland Aerophone version of the EWI. I strongly recommend that you check out Andrew's website, andrewomusic.com.au, that's A N D R E W O H I'm really delighted to bring you my conversation with the great Andrew O. Mm-hmm. Well, hi Andrew, and welcome to the Music Mind podcast. It's a genuine thrill to have you as my third guest in this podcast series.
1: Thank you, Brian. Nice to connect.
0: Yeah, it's really great, and and we've Good just to had see a, you. Yeah, it's great to see you too, Andrew. We've just heard a, an extract from the title track of this album, Silk, with a fantastic tenor sax sound, a gorgeous, fat tenor sax sound. Thank on a you. song that uh, looking at the line and notes that you wrote yourself just soul no other collaboration. Is that right with that track?
1: No, not not with Silk. So it was I did I did about three or four songs myself yes. on that album. And
0: and Silk is, is one of those or not? Yes. yes so, Silk so that's is one where of those. I'd like to start a question because um I'm aware of you as a saxophone player and a flute player fantastic flute and sax player and also uh the Roland and equivalent of the electronic wind instrument but do you do you play that's a right. chordal instrument
1: Uh only for writing so,
0: keyboards or whatever
1: just play keyboards for writing. okay
0: cuz that's I was I was going to ask you I mean like, Silk is not a 12 bar blues. It's not the standard G, C, and D. No. So I was just a little intrigued. So obviously, when you composed that, did you comp. On the keyboard. On the keyboard. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Yes. It's a great song. And, and the sound on the tenor, uh, Thank it was you. recorded, I think, in 2003. And, and, um, the, the sound yes. on that tenor, I'm a saxophone player myself, amongst a million other instruments, but, uh, that sound, <laughs> yes, yeah, you yeah, do. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, your sound on the tenor there is, in my opinion, uh, without feathering your nest, you know, one of the top five best tenor sounds I've heard in that style. It's really great. Oh,
1: thank you, thank it's, you very much. It's really, yeah,
0: it's really great. And and I for-
1: tried to um, sound has always been a big thing for me. Yes. Um, and I'm not one that would change mouthpieces and reeds, I, I stick to one that I like and work on it. Yeah. A, a, if you know a, a, what I well, mean. Well, look, this
0: is a really interesting point because our listeners are people interested in, in the creative life. Many of them are musicians and quite a few, no doubt, will yes. be saxophone players. So how would yes. you say, like you've got a very personal sound on the saxophone, it is your sound. yes. Um, thinking yes. back, how do you think you've developed yes. it? What, what, what have you? What did you do? And I know it's an ongoing, it's a lifetime thing. But how would you, if yes. you were advising a young tenor player or whatever, to get their own sound? What's some of the advice you'd give?
1: The sound is a perception in which. What you hear in first of all, you have to have an idea of the sound that you like. For example, when I was starting out as a young musician, I would be influenced by a handful of players that I liked the sound of. Uh, yeah. I started out with Junior Walker, um, King Curtis, you know, Maceo Parker, all the soul players. Yes. And then I got into Wil- uh Wilton Feldman of The Crusaders. Yep. Uh people like Gru Washington. And I would imagine the the sound that I like and then try to develop it by choosing the right mouthpiece and read that would yes. help me attain the sound. And I would play along with these recordings to copy it it's just mimicking the sound yeah. and that got me to develop my own sound through mimicking a handful of players that I like
0: that's that's great advice and that's yeah. how i
1: developed the sound that's great yeah, advice i think a yeah. lot of players do that anyway
0: well i think a lot uh, of players so- yeah mm. What I was going to say there, you know, Andrew, is a, a lot of students, when I ask them, who's your favourite sax player, they come around for a sax lesson and they'll just stare at you. They, they yeah. can't can't name any favourite sax player. Yeah, that's and, right. And, and to me, that's where you've got to start, to build some sounds in your head. You've
1: got to start by listening yeah. a lot, you know. And funnily enough... Uh, the tenor is different from the alto. The alto is different from the soprano, and so on and so on. So playing the saxophone is is only a start. So it depends. Developing the sound is concerned. I think you have to work the individual instrument. Totally so right. you do yes. the same with alto. You listen yes. to a bunch of alto players that you like. Yep. Copy. You know whether it's Paul Desmond, yes. whether it's. Uh, Cheryl Albright, David Sanborn. Yes. And you go from there, you know, and same with soprano.
0: I totally agree. Different. And, they
1: are very they are yeah, very different. And the soprano. They're very different yeah. instruments. And the soprano here again, I didn't like that bright Kenny G type sound. I preferred the more mellow yeah. hence I use a curved neck ah. uh on my soprano. Yes. The straight neck gives you a brighter yes. sound. So if you're trying to get away from that, yeah. you definitely have to use the curved neck. And that's a, re- that's a really good... And even the curved soprano. Yes,
0: that's a, a good example there of you matching your equipment to the sound in your head. Because like, I notice you play... Yes. Uh, do you play metal mouthpiece on the soprano or not?
1: Yes, I use all Yanagisawa mouthpieces number nine for oh. all... Uh, my horns yes. right up to the baritone. I know it's yes. a lot of work, but um, <laughs> that's, on the that's only a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, number that's, nine that's, on a yeah. baritone. It's, is yeah, just wow. you yeah. almost need to carry a pump, an air pump. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> yeah, and and, so, and look,
0: yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get. I want to talk uh, about. That's those. only because yeah. they
1: have the consistency. Consistency as a doubler.
0: Yes, yeah. Because and, and, and once
1: and you s- go from horn to horn to horn, mm. it uh, and if you have big differences in mouthpieces, oh, yep. that's a lot of work. Yeah, um, yeah. Yep. A lot of readjustment yep. Yep. all the time. Yep. Uh, so that's the reason I I chose all the similar um, mouthpiece, mm. uh, mouthpieces yep. and yep. reeds. I use the plastic, Rico yes. plastic yes. cover reeds. Of, I have been for a yes. long time, but I'm trying <laughs> out the, the Barry <laughs> plastic, which <laughs> you introduced for me my to. Listeners,
0: for my <laughs> listeners, I've almost got Andrew hooked on the Barry reeds, yeah. So, so and are your saxophones all Yanagasala? Are they all, are you playing?
1: All except for the baritone. The baritone is okay. the Jupiter, but it's a silver-plated, it's a beautiful instrument yes. actually. Gives me a big, yes. rich sound. It's just with silver plated, it's very yeah. heavy.
0: Oh. Yeah, yeah, well, 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 well <laughs> that's know. right. I love playing the baritone, but, but you know,
1: after yeah. 10 minutes
0: I'm wanting to sit down and have a, have a rest. Um,
1: yep. And also, Go. as a doubler, um, the practice routine is really yes. important. So, for example, I would line up all the instruments and do an hour on each yes. instrument. With the same technical difficulty right. of music,
0: wow, that's dedication. But it shows through in your playing. Yeah, you're, you, you know, I want to go back to. I just want Thank to go you. back to Silk for a moment, and and a, and a, and a segue yes. into another song of yours. Not only is the sound uh, personalized and gorgeous, but what I love is you are very select with the notes you play. It's not a matter of just spraying yes. out. <laughs> A thousand notes, like as, no. as you would know, the typical saxophone player's ball is how, yes. how many notes can we play in 30 seconds and how high and how low? Yes, that's true.
1: Right. But,
0: but you are no. one of the few players that actually is all about, to, to my ears, telling a story, yes. having a conversation. Yes, with it your has audience. to be. Yeah. Oh well, uh, mate. It's yes. a rare, it's a dying art, and you should be congratulated for that so much. So I want to play now. I want to play a, a short extract from a video clip of you playing tenor sax on the Eric Clapton hit "Change the World." This is yes. This is a fantastic yes. clip. It looks like it on on a TV set. You're out front of the band. The tenor sax is. That was right recorded
1: on... at Channel Nine.
0: Ah, so yeah, a very yeah. good band. Uh, yeah.
1: I think at the uh, Carrie Ann morning show or something.
0: Okay. Uh, It was done
1: live. You
0: you can tell it's live and and, uh, we'll play that clip in a moment. But what I'd I'd just like our viewers to have a listen to is, again, this is a song where uh, a lesser musician would go ape on the tenor sax and sort of try and play to a... A saxophone audience. But again, just like in Silk, you do yes. this beautifully. In fact, it, it reminded me one of my early heroes was uh, Boots Randolph and all of those monument records where.
1: Oh, yes, I like Oh, you yeah, know, he'd play uh,
0: Dolly Parton's yeah. uh, nine to five or something. And Boots had a lovely balance between giving it one on the saxophone. So for all of us, saxophones, yes. there'd always be something where you'd sit and say, wow, Boots can play. but 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 the general yes. audience. Got to hear the song Yes So let's just take a Let's just take a listen now uh, To Change the World A look and a listen To Change the World Featuring Andrew O On the tenor sax Out front of a great band Okay, Andrew, that's fantastic. I love the backing singers and the the musicianship across that whole band is fantastic. I also like, and obviously you were a, quite a younger man at that time. I liked how you got into the <laughs> yes. groove and and sort of you know had your own sort of little dance steps and grooves there. And, and I want to ask you this because um, yeah. the different the difference between being a performer versus a player. Yes. Like some people, if, if Winton Marcellus yes. comes out on the concert stage, don't expect Winton to be in a monkey suit and do on all the dance steps with the trumpet. He will literally yeah, yeah, just yeah, stand yeah. there and play. But another player who might Correct. be a, a, a very good player, uh, you know, is more into the, 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 a little bit of choreography. Can you tell me in your career? Cause you've done an yep. enormous amount of performing. How how do you find that balance between the musician, the player versus the entertainer?
1: A lot of saxophone players, for example, will be limited from movement because they're standing in front of a microphone. Yes. So, therefore, if you've got a mic on a mic stand, you're there, you're glued to it because if you move away from it, it's going yeah. to change your sound. Yes. Therefore, very early in the piece, I I always believe in on a, a clip-on mic for the sax. Yep. First of all, the sound is always consistent. Yes. You're not going to move away from the mic or closer or, you know what I mean. Yes, The, the position absolutely. of the mic is always at the bell. Yes. And therefore, and that, Alone allows the player to move freely, but not choreograph yes. just to move with their own uh feeling and natural natural yeah movement yeah yeah, it's not um a put on uh but I always believe that um in performance, a performer should be a little bit more animated than just standing there, uh, you know, yes. real stiff. Um, even if that's just a slight movement of the head or the shoulder, yes. that's enough to convey um, that experience of performance. I
0: agree, and I think for our... Yep.
1: It doesn't have no. to be, you know, no. over the top. and um, It has to yes. be natural. and,
0: and I think... Change the world there is a really good example where, uh, I think the viewer feels that everyone in that band, and particularly you in the spotlight, are really into that song, but it's not a put, it's not a put on hello, uh, let's do the, you know, the rock, the rockets at Rockefeller.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It wasn't choreographed. No. no.
0: I want to move on now. I want to move on now to this album, this album here, your Andrew O album, which was recorded, I think, in 1997. Now, I understand yes. just from your website that that album, was that re- yes. fully recorded in Nashville? Where where was it recorded?
1: It was fully recorded in Nashville at the home of a guitar player called Danny Giozza, Okay. who is a phenomenal guitar player himself. Yes. But at the time, he was also the studio manager for George Benson. Oh! <laughs> So he had a very good oh, experience.
0: You, do you reckon?
2: <laughs>
1: With, yeah. yeah. <laughs> With recordings, right? Yeah, wow. And yeah, yeah. in the mid-90s, there was already a split to digital. And the question yes. that was given to me was, do you want to record the digital way or the analogue? And mm. in the early days of digital, everything was very brittle, yes, especially the horn yes it it wasn't it wasn't warm um no. everything that is recorded feels like it's, it can break like glass yes i agree so uh i so I chose the the analog uh route okay, only because it gave me the warmer uh sound, but not only on the horn but also on the drums. Yes, on everything, yes, so we recorded analog, and uh if you notice there's also about two or three songs that I had uh backing vocals on,
0: yes, yes,
1: so the funny thing was that I requested for three um girl uh backing vocalists, yep, uh, and then just about a week before going to nashville i I thought, oh my God, I said. It's Nashville. I hope they didn't get me three country singers, <laughs> backing vocalists. Y- you, didn't,
0: you didn't want a yodeler. <laughs> 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 yodeler? Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of
1: backing vocals yeah, there. Uh, yeah. They're used to singing with Dolly Parton yeah, and, exactly, and, yeah, yeah. and mm. all the country people, yes, right? Yes. So I said, look, go to the church, go to the gospel yep, church. Yep. And get me three black gospel singers yes. for these songs. Yes. Because they have to be soulful. Yeah. So that's what they did. Well, uh, and that is... So a, I saved yeah. my bacon yeah. <laughs> just well, a week before recording.
0: Perfect segue into the next track that I want to play, which is called Turn Up the Heat. And and one of yes. my uh, comments here is, you know, you've got the backing vocalist. And I love, it, it, you know, when you think about it, the era of the, uh, the, uh, instrumentalist being the focused was, it was sort of back yes. in the forties and the fifties, you know, Harry James and Benny Goodman and all of, they were the stars, Artie sure? What I love about yes. your production is you genuinely put your instrument right out there in the front. You unashamedly yep. put it there, but also yep. support it like those early Boots Randolph records with the same thing that if Elvis was singing, they would have the backing yes. singers, and they would have the whatever. I really think, and, and as right. I, I congratulate you on that, because it's it's so great to hear the instrumentalists yeah. have the same level of respect in production that a singer would have. Yes. So let's have a listen to yes, turn right. up turn up the heat, featuring. I think you're on tenor on this one again, Andrew. Still on turn up the heat, I think. Yes, that's right. Yep. Okay. Yep. Let's have a listen to that. Okay folks, so what a fantastic feel and a sound there from Andrew again on the tenor sax. Let's talk about your alto sax playing. Now from that same album mm-hmm. there's a, there's a number of tracks but I'm going to play Got Me Real Good which is a, a great alto feature. Yes. And a minute ago you yes. hit on a very you hit on two really important things that you you can't apply a tenor saxophone sound in your mind to the alto sax and, and really be convincing. You have to, and you name some players. I mean, if you had to pick, say, three or yep. four influences for you when you were growing up, who's some of the key alto influences for you?
1: Okay, there were people like, uh, they are more soul players, uh, whether it's Girl Washington, yes. um, Hank, uh, Hank Crawford. Uh, those were the earlier players Yep. uh Lou Lou Donaldson yes. um and I find David Sanborn had a very thin mm. sound, especially in the earlier yes. days. I wasn't keen on so much on his sound, but I liked his playing, but not so much his sound, but I also listened to players like um you know that uh Paul Desmond and. and some of the bebop players. uh, And I also got into players like Arnett Coleman, um, who's a little bit more out there. But, uh, yeah, uh, so alto is a tough one because it's it's hard to create an identity unlike Mm. the tenor because alto is a particular tone. In itself. Yes,
0: and and I just want to pass a couple of comments there. Um, I read an interview uh, with David Sanborn probably 10 years ago, and he said he hated yeah. the sound that the producers got on his alto on all of those records. There's yes. an album by David Sanborn called Pearls, P-E-A-R-L-S, I highly yes, it, it's, it's, have that. It's and, and and it's almost like hello there. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And and I think what David's saying yeah. is he had no control over the massive compression and everything on his alto. And, and on that album, Pearls, yes. he finally got to play Smoke It's In Your Eyes and all the standards with a beautiful yes. sound on the alto. So sometimes That's it's right. and it's, he probably yeah. had
1: a hand in the mix.
0: Yes. You know. And and it's interesting, so... isn't it, how as an instrumentalist, or I guess as a singer too, you're at the mercy of the producer, you know, the the engineer and the producer. And, and Absolutely. sometimes, Absolutely.
2: what I hear in
0: what I hear in your recordings, yeah, in your recordings, you've taken the time to somehow or other barge your way yes. into the mixing desk <laughs> and and, and ha- have oh, your comment.
1: That you know. can well that can actually make or break the recording I agree. or the sound. I agree. Because. Uh, it has to be tailored to what the the listener is hearing in the head yes. and not what the producer thinks it yeah. should be.
0: I agree. I agree. You know,
1: it should always be the, the, the player's decision yes. on the final yeah. sound. So
0: let's have a listen to a great sound on Alto here from the Andrew O Thank album, you. Got Me Real Good. Andrew I want to take you right back to the beginning back to your Singapore days what was your first interest when were you first interested in music not necessarily the saxophone they may be one and the same event but what's your recollection of, as a child of first being really caught by the bug of music
1: at 11 when I was 11 years old um, I wanted to play music and I told my father, I said, I want to play the drums. Okay. That's my yes. choice. I wanted to play <laughs> yeah. the drums. And he says, no, 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 no drumming in this house.
0: <laughs> it was before the electric drums, the little drum bass.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. But he was also a little bit of a, a jazz. Okay. Buff. Like, I mean, he enjoyed jazz. Okay. So he was listening to Louis Armstrong, Jerry Mulligan. You know, the Dutch swing college band, yes. all that yes. stuff. Yes, yes, So anyway, he bought me an alto, and my first alto was a Selma Mark V. Wow. It was a very nice alto. I don't know where he got it from, but anyway, he got yeah. it for me. Um, and But I couldn't find a teacher. Yep. You know, in those days, uh, trying to find a saxophone teacher that kind of lives mm. close mm. by... It's very yes. very hard. There's only a yeah. handful, you know. So so we found a teacher but he was a trumpet okay. teacher. He 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 played yep. the trumpet. But nonetheless, you know, he could teach me how yep. to read, you know, how to yes. finger the and I joined the school okay. band. So and and from there I uh played in the school band. It was a it was a marching okay. band one of those military, we played all yes, the marching yes. music. And uh, and then I got, I was playing alto for a while, and then they bought a tenor, the school bought the tenor and said, we want you to play okay. the tenor. I can't remember what the make was, SMH yeah. or something. But anyway, I tried the tenor, I said, wow. I said, that's it, that's what yeah, I like to play, wow. you know. I really like the, the, the deeper sound of yes. the tenor. So when I left school, um, I, w- I was already playing. But actually, before I left school, I I joined a band. And um, at the age of 14, we got our first okay. gig. But the first gig was to back a striptease <laughs> act <laughs> in one of the oh, bars God. in Singapore. How did right? Dad feel about that? So my mom said... Where are you going to play yeah. tonight? Where's your yeah. gig? <laughs> and I said, I don't know, mommy. Yeah. It's just at some club in the city.
0: Oh my
1: god! So I had to learn Night Train, yeah.
0: great song,
1: to back yeah. the act.
0: Yeah, on tenor. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah. that was that was my first gig. Yeah, yeah. on the tenor. Wow. Playing Night Train <laughs> for a stripper.
0: <laughs> oh, wow! Isn't that at fourteen? At fourteen, <laughs> were you?
1: at 14, Yeah. yeah. And, and did you And we had to kind of t- bluff, bluff our away. age yeah, and yeah, all that yeah, stuff yeah, to get yeah. in. We got through the back door. So was that a paid yeah. paid gig?
0: Did you get 20 cents or a dollar or something? It was a
1: paid gig. Oh, I yeah. wasn't much, you no, know. But did, I think yeah. the band leader kept most of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the the excitement of playing a gig. <laughs> 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 you should
0: put that on your web web.
1: And we That's were so, so worried website, about the like, music. We didn't guitar. even watch the stripper. <laughs> <laughs> so We were just so, oh better not yeah. screw this up, no, you know, no, better no. get it right. <laughs>
0: so so your, your Singapore life in Singapore, did you do all your schooling in in when when did you move to Hong Kong?
1: Oh uh so after finishing school and and I joined a proper band because there was an agency or several agencies that we're hiring bands to play in all the clubs, and we were playing like five different clubs each night. Wow. So we play an hour in one club. Yeah, they will drive me drive us to the next club, do one hour, drive yeah. us to, and he's got five different bands that rotates. Yeah, each wow. band plays an hour. So by the time we finish work, it'd be like four in the morning. Wow! And then uh, the band was. Uh, had a contract to go to Hong Kong. Ah. So I went with them there. Yeah, okay. And uh, it was the Bayside Club in Kowloon. And I remember um right. So we played there for three months. And the agent rang us up, rang us up and said, look, um, I'm back in Singapore. I've lost all your 3 months' pay at the Macau Casino.
2: Oh. Right. So yeah.
1: make your own way back to Singapore. Tough. And he left. Well, so we yeah. were stuck in Hong Kong with no money. Yeah. <laughs> um and the club that we played in burnt down. So we lost that gig. <laughs> so we found yeah. another yeah. club to work in uh yeah. just to pay the just, yeah. the boarding, right. the, the yeah, guest yeah. house that we were at and to save some money for the air tickets to get home,
0: yeah, wow,
1: so we found a club uh on the Hong Kong island called go down and okay. and we we worked there for about a year, earned the money, pay back the 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 yeah. boarding house yeah. and you know, and got a ticket home I
0: think that whole <laughs> I think really that whole funny. discussion comes under the chapter. <laughs> Welcome to the music business because. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Welcome oh, to the music world. God, yeah. Wow. I know. So, I know. so you
0: left. Sco- Sorry, but Andrew, but you left school straight into professional music, or did you do anything else? Yes. Straight, straight that's into-
1: right. Okay. That's yep. right. At the age yep. of sixteen yep. or yep. something, seventeen, and I straight, to straight. It. Yep. I finished school, and three months later, I was on yep. the plane to Hong Kong.
0: Yeah. And I know. Uh, yeah. Yep. And Go while I,
1: while I was at school, I was already playing yes. in the club.
0: And and we've got some, I, I know well, you've sent me some photos, and during this I'll put up some different photos of you in those early bands. There's a lovely photo of you there with a Selma where you've drilled a hole in the top and put one of the Barkersberry bugs or something in there, which which shows how yes, you've been interested right. in electronics right from the beginning.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. yes. Unbelievable, yeah. Well, what happened was I went um, to check out the band at the uh, radio station, radio TV station, yes. and there was a very good sax player there by the name of Horace Wee okay. at the time, and he had the buckersberry ah. Berry bug, and he was playing through yeah, the boc- octave divide, multi-divider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I went, <laughs> oh, my God, what on earth yeah, is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So I made inquiries. I went mm. straight away to the music mm. shop, and the guy said, yeah, you can buy this bug. You've got to drill a hole yes, into the yeah. neck. You know. And you can buy there's several uh devices you can yep. buy to split up yes, you know, make it yeah, like a horn yeah. section. <clears throat> and at the time I was playing a lot of soul yep. music that had a lot of horn section yes. stuff. So I bought it right away yep. and played all the the horn section stuff thru- through the bucket yeah. berry. It was actually a very good setup um but i just didn't like the fact that you have to drill a hole oh that's what i thought it's
0: brave on your, on your selma i mean you, know, you know, have a clarinet
1: now yeah. with the hole in it don't you
0: well uh, and i remember saying to you in a, yeah yes yeah and i remember saying to you in an email the <laughs> uh, first time i saw don burrows play it was at a a little uh a, wasn't a gig it was a thing at the queensland Conservatorium, a, a workshop don yeah. turns up with yep. with his concert flute his B flat clarinet and his alto sax. Proceeded to play on every one of right. the instruments, like twice as good as anyone that you would hear in a full time professional gig. But on his clarinet, he had this little bug, and, and Don being born yeah. played it through his octava where he had bass clarinet and whatever, and just for the hell of it, then ran it through a wah wah pedal. And I think, <laughs> like, this is the fir- <laughs> this is my first time of seeing a, a, a really professional clarinet well, There and, you go. And Don's just up at ease. <laughs> he's just playing yeah, the unbelievable yeah, yeah. you know um yeah,
1: i want yeah. to move
0: forward just for a moment i want to move forward to this album this is your current album sure, recorded that's my latest, in, in, yes in 2021. now this i've already yes. i've already done some marketing for you with my flute students here because i think this is primarily <laughs> a, a flute album but it's so refreshing yes. so refreshing. For an instrumental Thank flute you. album to come out that isn't playing, you know, Moon River and the Girl from Ipanema, <laughs> it's it's a beautiful <laughs> choice. It's a beautiful choice of yeah. songs, and just yes. for my, just for our viewers, Andrew casually sent me an email one night and said, "Oh, you might be interested in seeing my latest video." And I thought, "Oh, this would be good." I click on the video, and this has got to be, and and again, I'm I'm really honest here. This has got to be one of the best bit of content that i've seen ever this is a fantastic Thank you. linkage of world-class animation with world-class musicianship now the song is off the album it's a flute feature of the uh, eagles i can't tell you why but before we talk more about yes. it, i just want our audience to see and hear this amazing piece of content Well, folks, I don't, if you are listening to this as an audio podcast, I strongly recommend that you go and look at the video version, if only for that piece of music. It's absolutely brilliant. I, when I first saw it, I just. I was sitting here in my studio and I just watched and I thought, My God, this has got to be the Walt Disney Lifetime Achievement Animation Award. <laughs> Andrew has <laughs> Andrew has paid an absolute fortune to the boys at Pixar and Disney. Because this is brilliant. The animation tells a wonderful story. And the music, you would yes. absolutely swear that the music was written for that animation or the other way around. But but the reality is quite different, Andrew. What, what, in, how, in fact, did you create that that p- production there?
1: Well, you know, as you know on YouTube, when you push to play a track, you only get the the cover of the album for four minutes. Yes. And I thought, how boring is that for the for the listener or the viewer? Yes. So I I I, I told my friend Dean here, and I said, we've got to put some kind of You know, either images or video and I said, if I can find something I'll send it to you. Yes. So I was going through YouTube for copyright free video. Yes. And I stumbled upon that one. And I thought, what a great animation and what a great story that would actually the the length of it It's perfect. The length of the song. (laughs) That's so so we yeah. used it. It's it's copyright <laughs> yeah, yeah. free. I think it was done I can't remember the company anyway. Yeah. We did credit the company yes, you did. that did the the uh, the you video. Did. And
0: and and I've um, just played but, the full length of I love the, Mate, the video. I think that yeah. is inspirational for people out there who particularly I think the younger players who are trying to find a way to make a mark and get their music out there. Um
2: it,
1: yes.
0: it just it is so perfectly matched. I, I I still just shake my head at how beautiful that that track is. The music and 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 thanks to oh, the thank Eagle, thanks to the Eagles to, for writing the song. Eagles,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, yeah. what a beautiful interpretation! You also and the musicians who play with you on this album, like
1: oh yeah, I had a great bunch oh, of musicians on the album.
0: Standing ovation. Yeah, very very standing very, ovation very. to everyone on that album. And I and oh, I think I think what you. is amazing when you you read uh who played on these various songs is that there's there's never that yes. many musicians. You you are getting a very no. good sound with a handful of very yes. good players. You know?
1: Yeah. That's right. Um, That's right. Okay, let yeah. Uh, yeah. I use I used the aerophone quite a bit, like for some yes. string lines and uh muted yes. trumpet, uh the accordion, the harmonica. So uh, I I I couldn't afford to pay <laughs> any extra players to to the, you see it was a COVID project.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: And and the challenge of this album to myself was, can I actually do a flute album and do it yeah. well? Because of, as you know, how difficult oh. the flute is,
0: absolutely and,
1: uh, to 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 make it sound. Personal, it's even harder. And, and
0: just on that, I totally agree. Like you can, yeah. you can grab a tenor saxophone, learn how to do the growl, squeak out a couple of notes, and go to the local, you know, rock band, and you're almost a legend yes. relatively quickly. Uh, the equivalent of that yes. on the flute does not exist. I'm sorry, the, fl- the flute. <laughs> there is nowhere no. to hide on the flute, and you can you can pick no. a shamster on the flute within one note. And, and, and when I hear you play, the first time I heard you play, and in fact, I, I have heard you flute before, but this album, I just, I just, I yeah. think I said to you that, you know, um, there's, you've got your own sound, but it's absolutely obvious to me that you have put in an enormous yeah. amount of effort on the flute. I mean, yes. a serious yes. amount. Of I have. You, you've yes. co- you convinced me yes. after the first note. Uh, <laughs> and, and as I said, there's one little moment in there, and I think it might be on one of the tracks that I'm going to play later on, where I just closed my eyes and it actually felt like Don Burrows had had come back and played a bit. And, 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 and to reincarnate Don for, for even two bars is something. And I know our international audience never had the chance to hear Don Burroughs, but I had the opportunity yes, living right. here in Australia. I saw Don Burroughs play live, I think, probably more than 30 times, maybe 40 and I always wow. walked away, just, just totally inspired, but almost shoulders down, thinking, uh, you know, why why am I going to pick up the flute? This is this is obscenely brilliant when he's playing, but it was just so inspiring, and Don was just so approachable and relaxed as a player. He was there was no uh, look at me, aren't I good? Um, and 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 yeah. and I see the yeah. same in you. Um, so what I want to do, I want to go back to Hong Kong for a moment now because uh yes. on your website and in emails you've sent me you listed just some of the you casually listed some of the players that you performed with in backing bands and what have you and amongst them were the BGs yeah. Sammy Davis Jr yep. Roberta Flack now now yep. back in the timeline when you were in Hong Kong there wasn't too many yes. bigger artists in the pop scene than the BGs you
1: know no. y- so you were
0: playing with absolute top-of-the-cream touring artists. I just want to, its yeah, yeah tell us well, about those experiences.
1: In those days, they you know, we, we had a lot of visiting artists. And, for example, the Bee Gees, they come as the four or five of oh, them, yep, you know, yep. four of them in yes. those days. And they say, oh, well, we need, you know, 12 strings, we need, you know, a few trumpets, we need a few sacks, yep. and all that. And I remembered that gig. We played it at the um, the Causeway Bay a racing track. You oh, know, one I, of yeah, horse gig, racing tracks. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. They closed. They closed yeah. the the racing for one night. Yep. And we played at that big racing track. And we we the orchestra was sitting on stage, and they flew the the BGs in uh, with a helicopter. I, So the BGs landed in front of the stage. Yeah, wow. You know, and they came out and they joined the orchestra on stage. Yeah, it was quite, quite amazing. Yeah, at the time. But and uh, and was your was your
0: role a reading role? All charts, and your role is just to read the notes, or was there a bit of solos as well? That's it. Just read the notes. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't any solo or anything because you know, in those days with. uh, you know, the disco and all that. They they had a lot of horn lines. Yes. And
2: yeah.
1: you know, the Saturday night fever yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh yeah, you know, mid seventies. So Yeah. So that's a good that's, that, that's basically Yeah, it. that's
0: a good point there. Are, I guess advice for young players. Nowadays a lot of I guess through the school system, they largely only Learn to read music, but as soon as they get out of school, they forget how to read and they just go jamming. But I suppose is is your yes. advice to keep your reading chops up if you want to play some of those high profile gigs? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, it, it, for a horn player, it's it's absolutely essential.
0: Yeah, reading. I mean,
1: I know reading. most guitar players think they don't have to read music, but yeah. Um, I mean, to get the better gig. Yeah. yeah, you have to read. There's an know, expectation that you're
0: well. a, a good reader. Yeah. Yes. So part of your practice, yes, when you when right. you said before, you, where you'd go through, you've got your routine. I imagine part of your daily practice oh. is some challenging reading.
1: Yeah. It's always. Yeah. I'll open a book and say, "Okay, I need to do that page a hundred times yes. with wow. all the various instruments." You know, and it show it shows oh, in your I just playing. Go yeah. for it.
0: What about the Italian connection? So, what about, what about the Italian job, you
1: call it? On, the Italian your- <laughs> thing was quite funny. Yeah. Um We met an Italian agent in Hong Kong when I was working with a the band there at the Hilton. Yep. And he came up to us, he said, um, i like to record you guys, but I want you to play Italian songs.
0: Okay.
1: And during those days of the disco era... Yep. Uh, We recorded Volare, the song Volare, in Italian, but disco. (laughs) Oh, okay. So he took it back to Italy and he gave it to the radio station and it became a hit.
0: Wow, okay.
1: So the the agent said, well, we have to fly you to Italy because your single has become a hit. Right. So we said, (laughs) yeah, all right, we'll go to Italy. (laughs) So we went to Italy, and the first place we played was at the Colosseum in Verona, right. that had forty thousand seats. Wow. Yeah, Colosseum, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was massive. And we kind of looked at it and go, "My God, there's forty thousand people up yeah, there." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and and so when I was there, uh, I met another agent who was a friend of this other agent that brought us to Italy, and yep. he said, look, um, I've got an artist. The sax player that plays the flute left, and the percussionist also left the band all in the same wow. week. okay. And, and he said, well, Andrew plays flute, sax, and percussion. Can we borrow him for a couple <laughs> of weeks? Because yeah. we got nobody Mark. else to fill yeah. up the spot. So they asked me, I said, yeah, well, why, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Mm. I said, I'm just sitting around the hotel room yeah. anyway. So I I, I did the geek and, and he said, oh, well, you play all these instruments. Would you like to join the orchestra? I said, well, I'm only here for, for a couple of yeah. weeks, you know. I have one suitcase. Yeah. I have a, a business back in yes. Hong Kong because at that time I was running a I own and run a music school and a recording studio in Hong right. Kong. Yeah. So I couldn't not just nah. leave and stay in Italy. Nah. So I went back to Hong Kong um, and he kept, you know, sending me telegram in yeah, those days. Tele- <laughs> there's nah. no emails. There's nah. no tel- telegrams. Not, yeah. So after about six months of telegrams, I say, okay, okay, I, I, I'm, I'll come back. I'll join your group. So that's what I did. I I stole sold the business, the business yep. and went back to Italy, wow. and and joined his band for five years.
0: And and then you also you <laughs> so, did some teaching in Italy as well, didn't you? On yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, uh, I was contracted to this singer called Fred Bongusto for five years, but he only did about a, a hundred concerts okay. a year. His concerts yeah, yeah, were yeah, huge, yeah. you know, uh, but the downtime yeah. during winter months yeah. and so uh i was teaching in a uh an art school called centro teatro attivo wow. okay and they had drama dance yep. and music so i was offered the teaching gig at this school and i, I and i said to the to the principal mm. or the dean mm. or whatever i said look i don't speak no. italian i mean how on earth am i going to teach you know yeah. in italian Oh, he says, uh, leave it with me. Uh, I'll come back to you on that. So the following day, he went and bought a dictionary. He came back and says, You will learn. You will learn Italian. <laughs> so he handed me the, the dictionary. Oh, no. And I said, oh, Okay, I'll learn. Wow. So every word that I wanted to explain look, to the yeah. student, I'll say, yeah. Momento. <laughs> so I look up the, the oh. word. And ultimately, I, 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 uh, Gathered enough words a to form yeah, 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 sentences, yeah, yeah. Wow. you know. Yeah. So in five yeah. years that I was teaching, <laughs> I I got better with my Italian. That's amazing,
0: too. isn't it? Like I, I can only imagine <laughs> what the first day must have been like. The,
1: the first oh the, the, god, a, a lot, lot of, of sign language, and, and
0: that, that's right.
1: But you know what? The fortunate thing is that a lot of the music uh, oh, uh, abbreviations are all in Italian. Yeah,
0: true. True, music's you know, that universal language. So I would yeah. say,
1: okay, piano, yeah. piano, or oh, yeah, forte. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll, they understand me. Right That's amazing. Away.
0: Look, I want to move now to Australia, and you've been here, I think, almost twenty years. I'm just going to put up a photo here, of, of, and 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 I'll okay. let you explain this photo, mate, because if this this is All probably right. your first gig, I believe, was it, in Australia. Tell tell tell, tell us about the uh, the arrow shooting moment. Uh, yes. Oh, I'll, just, I'll put up that photo now of Ton Ton Ton, ton right, tattoo. Right, 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 right. And, and, if, and if if, okay, if you ton, can ton explain tattoo. to the audience the story. Yeah.
1: Well, when I first came to Australia, uh, I didn't know anyone, and everybody says, "Ring Don yep. Burrows and join okay. the union." <laughs> yeah. So I rang Don yep. Burrows, and Don said, yep. "Who are you?" And I told him. He says, "Why do you?" Tax players all call me <laughs> from overseas when you come to Australia and hassle me for wow. gigs. Okay. Right? So I said, I'm sorry, Don. You. you know, I, somebody asked me to call you, I called you. <laughs> so yeah, he was a bit annoyed. Like it. Yeah. So anyway, I finished his, the yeah. conversation with him and I registered with the union and the union rang me up and said, Look, uh there is on the an audition for a movie. Would you be interested to go and audition for? I say, yeah, all right. So I went, and I was sitting in this room. There were about five other sax players in the room, and um, I had to see George
0: Lucas. <laughs> is it or no, George? No, no. No, no, not yeah, George Lucas.
1: Yeah. Anyway, the two, the, the director, two directors yeah. for yeah. Matt Max, but I didn't. No, I didn't know what no. the movie was. And I didn't know who Mel Gibson was because I came from overseas. So anyway, they didn't tell me what the movie or who was in the movie. (laughs) They just said, we need a sax player for the movie. It's a job. He says, go for the audition. So I went for the audition and I sat in front of these two directors and one of them said, can you make the saxophone talk? (laughs) I said, (laughs) No, not, not really. It's not one of those I instruments. Said it yeah, only that's plays right. Yeah, music and plays <laughs> notes. You know. Okay. Um, can you make the saxophone laugh? Well. So yeah, out yeah, of yeah, desperation, yeah. I, I played this chromatic yeah. thing from the top. I went.
2: Mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, and
1: yeah. made it laugh. Oh, well, he said, "Oh, yeah. that's pretty good." <laughs> so he says, um, "I'm going to describe a scene to you now, and I want you to blow." and create the mood as I, I got, described yeah. the scene. So he was describing the scene in the bar, and I played some bar music, and, and then he says, okay, there's an argument starting there in the corner, so I yeah, got yeah. a little bit more <laughs> furious. And he says, oh, there's a fight now, Then they're punching up. So I, I went yeah, yeah, really yeah. crazy in the sax. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, he says, that's very good. We have your number, good. we'll call you. And then I didn't oh, yeah. hear from them oh, for months. Wow. wow. <laughs> and then I got a letter and they said, oh, you got the part yeah. in this movie. And it's called Matt Max. And I didn't even know what yeah, Matt yeah, Max yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Major. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a very strange experience. Yeah.
0: And what about the the scene with uh, Tina Turner, I think? Did you end up in Tina Turner's tent or something? Or
1: yeah, that's right. So they said your job in the movie is be the the music man, you know, mm. for um, Auntie Entity or Entity something. Auntie Entity, that was her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tina Turner's name. Yep. Yeah. So they said all you have to do is to play some solo sax behind her. Yep. Yeah. And we'll shoot the scene. Yep. Yeah. No, before that, they sent me to an optician to make me look blind. Yes.
0: But didn't they also yeah. didn't they ask you could they fire an arrow through your sacks? Is that something that they Oh yeah, you?
1: all right. So the next thing they said to me was, Oh, we have to shoot an arrow into your sacks. And it's Oh, so you're not doing that. <laughs> not,
0: not for not for <laughs> you Yanagis.
2: for you professionals.
1: You're not doing that. <laughs> no. It no, says, not. All right, well we'll give you two hundred bucks, they say. Yeah. you go to the hawk shop and buy one for two hundred yep. bucks. Yeah. I say, Yeah, I can do that. I said there's still a problem, I said. What if the arrow misses? Yeah. And shoots me instead, right? True. Oh, he says, no, 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 okay. don't worry about that. We got it all set up. <laughs> <laughs> what they did was they cut a hole in the sacks.
2: Oh, right? okay. And okay. they
1: put foam in it. Yes. And there's a wire that runs out of the sacks. Ah. Uh, and the wire goes into the tube of the arrow. Yes, and it's pulled. So in. when they yeah. fire it, it just goes... It follows the wo- the wire, yep, and straight into the sack. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how well, they-, they do all the all the all the spears and yeah, you know yeah, everything's yeah, got yeah, an, yeah. A, a wire yeah. in it. Yeah. So when they throw the spear, yep. it would just hit somewhere accurately without killing anyone. I mean,
0: you must be thinking, <laughs> <"Well>, "Hello, Australia, <laughs> here, here you are." Don Don's giving you the the right royal <laughs> yeah, talking Dom's to Don's giving Don, me the flick. Yeah, yeah, get out. Yeah, like <laughs> you, he's probably been getting ten of those calls every day. Someone's, you know, you just imagine. That's
1: right. So That's then you're you're right. around, and, and he and, was at he was teaching at the con at the at time. The Don. con, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. he wasn't very happy getting no. a call, you know, from <laughs> a stranger at the con. <laughs> That's, Asking him for a gig. <laughs>
2: for a gig. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So it's
0: interesting, isn't it? But yeah, it was funny. but life moved on and you ended up playing with some amazing artists in Australia. And I just looked yeah. on your website, yeah. you know, Margaret Ehrlich, Marsha Hines, Daryl Braithwaite, Grace Knight, Anthony Warlow, Doug Parkinson, Christina New for people in Australia, that's the top tier entertainers. Yes. And in fact, we've got a clip, again, a live television clip of you playing the flute in support of Margaret Ehrlich with a a big hit song she had called Escaping. Let's have a look at that now and then we'll talk a little bit about what your role was in that that song.
2: Goodbye, you'll see me escaping to a in the nighttime. There's a secret place where no one can hurt you, desert you, and no one to you. That's why. I-
0: So, Andrew, that's an interesting uh, clip there because the flute plays an integral role with the vocals, but it's what was your involvement in that? Did you have free reign with that uh, flute riff or how did that come together, that arrangement for what became a hit a hit song for Margaret Ehrlich?
1: That song that was on the album had no flute. Ah. That line. Yeah, yeah. Was done on the keyboard. And that was it. Ah. So I had to come up with my role. Now I was thinking, what am I going to play in the song? Yeah. Because, okay, after doing those twice, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just improvised and I came up with a whole bunch of stuff that could fill the whole song. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. And I also use a curve head flute on that track. I see that and on that rec- uh, recording. And
0: for, a, for and that was an
1: Armstrong one hundred and four. <laughs>
0: yeah, beginner's <curve> flute. flute. <laughs> That's right. So can yeah, you tell? Yeah, beginner's t- flute.
1: It, it came out in yeah, I think eighty five or eighty six. Yeah, they were a good flute. And I thought, but I, but hey, yeah. Yeah. I got to I got to try that because it yeah. looks interesting. <laughs> so I tried it, and 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 it brought the flute. So much closer to me, yes. And play with a loud band, yes. I could hear myself. Yeah. You know, flute is so all soft. about intonation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so soft. So that's why I used the curve flute for at that period. So did you do some? Did I, you
0: do some touring with Margaret Ehrlich or was that a sort of once-off TV appearance?
1: No, uh, I worked with Margaret for okay. three years. Yep. Touring. Touring around. We went to London. We played at Ronnie Scott yes. and all that. Yes, Um, And then when I left Margaret, I uh, I joined a theatre show, the Blues Brothers, and the lead guy was Russell Crowe.
0: Oh, okay. Well, another movie yeah. connection. <laughs> so
1: he was the lead guy in that show. So I did that for six months. And after wow. that, I joined um, Tommy Emanuel for a couple of years. Well, so that that's ex- also took us all around Australia. Yeah, and look, Tommy let's, was good to work for. I was just going to say, let's Tommy was let's,
0: great. Let's talk about Tommy Emanuel there because uh, we've got a beautiful clip here of you on soprano sax this time. So we've yes. heard your flute playing, your tenor playing, your alto playing, and like all of your instruments, you've got your own sound on on the soprano. It's a beautiful melodic sound. Um, look, I'm, yep. I'm seldom jealous of, of any musician, but I'm jealous that you've worked with Tommy Emmanuel because I, I think there's <laughs> the great, there's the, there's the great players, there's the amazing players, and then there's those few players who in the history of their instrument yes. have sort of took yes. it to the next level. And I think, quite frankly, yes. I think Tommy is yes. certainly from a guitar point of view, the greatest musician. The greatest musical export yeah. Australia has ever had. So for you to have the but chance to play with someone like that, yeah.
1: Tommy would have hit the guitar in his hand for at least 12 hours a day, yeah. every day.
0: Oh, very dedicated. I went
1: to visit yep. him at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yep. And he came to the front door with the guitar, with the guitar in hand. <laughs> And yeah. looking really sleepy. And I said, gee, Tommy, yeah. I said, you're up early practising. Yeah. And he says, no, mate, I slept with the guitar. Well, I slept, <laughs> I, fo- I fell asleep, fell asleep playing the guitar. guitar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he, he woke he, up oh. still with the guitar in his hand. Yeah. Like, so, uh, yeah, he was... Very dedicated.
0: Oh, and and if you look at his website, Very like he's still musician. probably the hardest working musician in the world. You look at his website, and pre COVID, yes. this guy's playing like you know yes. three hundred plus gigs a year, just all around the world, just
1: yes. night after night yes, after night. That's after right. Night, that's you know?
0: right. I saw yes, I saw right. Tommy most recent yeah. Houses. Oh, and I saw Tommy most recently at the Sydney Opera House before the COVID thing. He was there with uh, Jerry Douglas on Dobro, and because I. I love guitar and dobro. I'm in heaven. But, but Tom, Tommy comes out, Tommy comes out and plays an entire arrangement of Somewhere Over the Rainbow on his own in cascading harmonics. Didn't even look like missing a note. And and the the entire opera house crowd is just like, hello, hello. This is, this is beyond someone who's, who's naturally gifted and practiced a bit. So let's have a listen to, let's have a listen to you. And okay. have a look at you yep. since we met on soprano sax with the great Tommy Emmanuel. Yep. Okay, Andrew, that's fantastic. Um, Touring with people like Al Jarreau and John Denver, I don't think you could get two polar different musicians than John Denver and Al Jarreau. I can imagine winging my way through Life's (laughs) Got Whatever, one of John's songs, but winging your way through, you know, High Crime, the album High Crime by Al Jarreau, that's a different venture. Can you just talk about? That that your role, for example, in John Denver's touring band, what were you doing there? Tell us a bit about that.
1: Well, it was nineteen ninety five. Right. I had a call from John's um, manager, yep. and he was, I think he was in Colorado at that time. Okay. And the first thing he said to me was, "Do you play the recorder too?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I, he knew I played oh, the, the flute flute and yeah, the yeah. sax. He but says, the
0: recorder. Okay.
1: He says John has about three songs that he needs you to play the recorder. Okay. And when he said that, and I didn't, I I didn't play the recorder. No, I I don't at I the time. It. And so zero interest. In I then, said, but Yeah, of <laughs> course, of course, I played the recorder <laughs> because I wanted the gig. So you got the gig as the he recorder He says, All right, like, well. We'll will we'll, uh, hire yeah. you. You know who John Denver uses on on his sax? There's an that's a American sax player called Jim yes. Horn. Yes. Oh, Jim legendary player. Yes, yes. Jim Horn was John Denver's okay. Sax play. horn player yeah, okay. whenever he toured. Okay. But that particular year, John didn't bring his ah. band. So... So I I went out to the music shop and I bought the recorder right <laughs> away and started yeah, learning. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's got any song yeah, and yep. he's yep. got some other Celtic stuff that I had to to learn yes. really fast on yes. the recorder. So I did that. But John was a delight to. It. He was oh, a I, real I gentleman. So. Yeah. Good good yep. good guy to yep. to work. So, when
0: you played with John, was that charts or all just by ear?
1: Oh, no, it was all, all charted. charted.
0: All char- Even John Denver. That's interesting. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's all charted, except for the solo, yeah, the solo sections yeah. They will yeah. have court changes. But he's got a lot yeah. of lines. Now, know. what
0: about John Al Jarreau, the Jerry yeah. Hayhorns? <laughs> now, I imagine those charts would have been rather intricate at, at times.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was. Wow. <laughs> it was like. Yeah, worlds, yeah and completely. that's and I
0: think <laughs> for our listeners, um I mean, I've got an enormous amount of respect for you as a player because uh, I know what it would be like to play life on the farm, you know, h- hello, but to play without <laughs> Algero and those original charts, man, that's that's polar opposites. and for you to be invited into those different things, I think shows your reputation and through hard work. Like a minute ago, you said your advice yes. to people was learn to read and learn to read pretty good. Well, I
2: think, I think yeah.
0: when the charts are handed out on the Al gig, you would be thanking your lucky stars of all that work you had done there.
1: That's it. I just want That's to
0: go it. a little bit now to education. Uh, we're sort of coming down the home straight here. But what's your, yes. what's your thoughts and advice, I suppose, on people? You know, there, there seems to me to be, you know, self-directed learning where you – you get the information you need from whoever you want, and and you you build your knowledge from that. There seems to be sort of directed study, maybe studying. And I know you have spent years in different places uh, studying with great players. And then there's the the normal. I'm, I'm finished school. What have I got to do? Mum wants me to go to university. I'm not too sure what I'm going to do with that performance degree when I come out of it. What? Yep. You know, you've, you've had such a varied life in music. What would you advise if you've got a kid? I know you teach a lot of students yourself. What's your advice to them when yep. they roll out off the assembly line at grade 12, they're interested in music, they're not too sure which way to yep. go about it. What, what's your advice there?
1: Well, you know, music is a very tough uh, career path to choose. And if someone chooses music as the career path, they have to be totally, totally dedicated, disciplined, and get the right education, whether it's with a a single teacher or multiple teachers or universities, organisations, music schools, whatever, they have to keep up with the studies. Unfortunately, there's no shortcut in music. I was just, I never went to a a, a music university Mm. as such, uh, only because I was always a working musician. But I always had the opportunity to meet some other great musicians. You know, I would go in a recording session and and that's how I I picked up the flute. I was sitting, I was playing second flute in the recording session to a flute player who was the principal flautist. Of the Hong Kong Philharmonic. So he or
0: she had a nice sound you know. is what you were sort of saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, so yeah. he was yeah. an amazing yeah, 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 player. Yeah. So I just said to him, Do you teach? Do you give lessons? He said, Yep. So I studied with him for about five yes. years. Yes. Private lessons. But unfortunately for him, he was a he was a great basketball enthusiast. Oh. He plays basketball wow. every day, okay. yeah. every day, and I said, "Danny, be hands. careful." He says, "No, I love yeah. basketball, so he plays his basketball yeah. every day." And one day he yeah. fell and broke oh. three fingers, and yeah. that was wow. it. No yeah. more music. He's now a photographer. One finger. With
0: wow. One finger. Well, I suppose that's <laughs> that's good yeah. advice to to be careful with your hand. You know how you make a living. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, people like Tommy Emmanuel. Don't ask him to no. go skiing or no, bike riding. No, or. no, 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 he will no, not,
0: definitely not.
1: His fingers are the oh, first priority. And, and,
0: and so they should be. Just want to talk a little bit now yeah. about the Roland Aerophone because you're uh, there's those yes. early photos of you as a kid in, interested in <coughs> electronics. Um, what I like yes. about, um, I've got uh, behind me that I don't know whether you can see it, I've got the Akai version of the, the five thousand EWI five thousand. I occasionally yes. play it. Yes. Um. I I've always struggled a little bit. Um. In my in my own words, with the mechanics of that aci. In fact, I, I think I told you in an email. I've actually had for twelve months ordered on order, the, the Yamaha digital sax, which is supposedly a direct copy of the Yamaha soprano sax fingering. I don't know, you've got a bit of a yes. smile. I hope you haven't played it and found out it isn't. But, but but I'm waiting to get that because I just like something that I can, that the interface is more human, yes. more, more humanised. You know? Well,
1: if you use that particular horn as an interface to connect it to some other yes. sound module, yes. it's fine. But if you're relying on the inbuilt sounds, oh, forget no, about exactly. it. Exactly, on all because of them. Because there's only about 76 sounds on that yeah. instrument, 56 of which are saxophone yeah. sounds. Yeah, B- no, can,
0: no. I
1: mean, so I, I will. I, uh, yeah, it's it's for me. An electronic instrument has to play Absolutely. other sounds well. It's got to be it. You know, like like, like the, the role. Of it. So so um yeah, uh, and and
0: and I think you you've done a great job of humanising the EWI on the yeah. roll. And in fact, I just want to let our listeners hear a little extract from "Dance with Me," which is again off your current album. And I think there's a lovely example yes. here where you cross from improvising on the concert flute to a muted trumpet solo. I really love this. Let's have a listen to that now. a gorgeous sound on the flute and what a realistic sound on the muted trumpet. I think that's a really good example of, as I say, you being able to humanise the electronic wind instrument. And uh, congratulations yes. on what you're doing with the Roland product there. We're recording this in November 2021 and it's fair to say Australia's had a pretty uh, <laughs> decent run through COVID, much better than most countries. But But even us just trying to organise this uh, podcast is proven that that COVID has had an impact and it has an ongoing impact yes. here in Australia. Absolutely. Now, aside from being a, a master musician, you're also a little bit of an inventor because I I came <laughs> across a really interesting video where you demonstrate a a flute shield, a COVID flute shield, and the video we've got yes. here. Features a wonderful little flute player. Is it Dana or who's the flute player there?
1: Jade. Jade is her name. She played you, you on the I air. sit
0: back and think, come back in 10 years' time and, and listen to that little lady play the flute. But yeah. we might, we yeah, might just right. look at the video first and then you can explain it. Okay, Andrew, so what's going on there? There's the candle, there's the, you know, the breath, yeah.
1: Well, you know, last year when COVID hit and I was talking, I, I, I'm a, a woodwind consultant for, for Ju- Jupiter okay. Instruments yep. too. And they were very concerned about how people are not buying wind instruments because of okay. COVID. And they they wanted to something to provide some kind of confidence to the general public that want to buy yep. a, a clarinet or a flute yes. or something. So I came up with the idea of making all these masks. So there's masks for virtually every wind instrument from Duba, okay. clarinet. And that, that is just a, 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 a cloth round the bell that that helps to control the projection of aerosol distribution while you're playing. But the most difficult shield to make was for the flute. So, and that's the one that they wanted most. They said, you know, of all the instruments, the flute actually projects the most aerosol because it's an external blowing instrument. So I... um, (laughs) I was sitting down at home and I was drawing patterns and stuff, cutting out cardboards and things. So I came up with the shield for the head joint and for the lower uh, the foot yeah. joint. Too. It's it's in and it was it's very effective. As the so video showed. The in the video you yeah. will see um Jade demonstrating that that shield, which is very effective. He shows her blowing Without the shield and it's with the shield. It's a good video and, yeah. And how much protection it gives. And it's it a gives. really,
0: it's a good example, I suppose, of the creative mind that you've got. You know, one minute, well, one minute <laughs> you're soloing on jazz flute and muted trumpet. The next minute you're cutting yeah. out cardboard, <laughs> cardboard shapes yeah. around the kitchen table. So it's, it's you know, you've That's had right. a wonderful life in, in music. And I, and I hope it goes on for another hundred years, but, but, but it, but oh, it's just, yeah. we're all starting to feel a bit old.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's but right. I
0: just got a couple of questions to, to finish on. You, you've spent a lifetime as a successful professional musician. What is your definition of music? If someone said to you, well, you know, a little alien lands from Mars and says, what's music? I've never heard. What is music? What What do you think you – and there's no right or wrong answer here – but what do you think music is, having spent your life playing it?
1: Well, music is just an expression of an individual's uh, thoughts and, and – to convey a message in a different way rather than yep. words. But I think music is so powerful because there's no barrier. You can play music anywhere in the world and you can touch someone's heart anywhere in the True. world, right? So the key to playing music is not playing a million notes a second, but to to say something with every note, every single note, as to mean and to say something, and,
0: and congratulations. It's not about
1: yeah. playing a million. <laughs> well, con- oh, con- uh, a yeah. uh, minute.
0: Uh, and con- that's a wonderful, that's you know. a wonderful sort of definition. And congratulations on your lifetime of doing just that. Because I- I'm a sax player, and Thank you know, there's, you. there's nothing drives me more nuts <laughs> than you know a version of let's let's do a let's do Amazing Grace, and I think, oh,
2: <laughs> oh my,
0: it's a bit like, and it's the same, unfortunately, whether you watch The Voice or Australia's Got talent it's all about the gymnastics oh, right. but could we please yes, get the message right. out And just it, just yes. thinking of your of what you described in music, think back to that first day in Italy you could actually communicate with yes. all your students on your instruments but you had the dictionary yes. had to, you know hello. Yeah, that's
1: right. That's right. you already could yes.
0: communicate that, That's the beauty of music that's it's it. just it bypassing it. okay along the same yes. lines, What's your thoughts on improvisation or, or creativity? Where does it come from? What is what is improvisation?
1: Well, improvisation is uh, an expression of creating music with your own mind and your own creativity, and yep. it's a subject that can be learned. You know, once upon a time they say, Oh, you're either born to improvise or you're born not to improvise or can't yes. improvise. And yes. I don't think that's right. I think improvisation, as you know, is a huge study of progressions and harmony and scales and melodic development, um, all that, you know. So um, it it's part of an expression, though. Yeah. And that's, that's really it. And it's not connected with jazz, really. No. I don't consider myself a jazz musician, but I improvise. You know, improvisation can be, musical improvisation can be applied to any form of music. Oh, I agree. Whether it's pop, rock, blues, it's It's whatever. all about, you're a you know. creative
0: musician, I don't know. I,
1: yeah, yeah, you're just, just creating, creating musical yep. lines you know from your uh, background. and i've got to bring <laughs> and it's something that can be developed <laughs> i've got
0: to i've got to bring you back to your traumatic moment of talking to don Burroughs because <laughs> yes. one of my memories of don was at that same at, at that same workshop where he was playing everything he it was at a he was at a conservatorium of music and in those days there was no jazz at the queensland Conservatorium of music so he did a little flute workshop yes. and he asked for someone from the crowd the students to come up on stage with him and this young lady come up, classical flute player, and probably the stiffest player I've ever heard in my life. So she would, Don had sort of just go, well, let, let's just go, you know, but ba, bada, 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 you know what Don's like on the flute. And she's like, uh, yes. uh, uh. And, and Don yeah, persisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to let you know, Don took about 20 minutes. He got her to actually do a convincing, free, improvisation on mary had a little lamb just a couple of bars but it was like a miracle and yep. I, I always thought i don't think i would have had don as don's patience but he but he was must have been like you as if no this can be taught he, he in his mind he was yes, refusing yes. to accept that even though this lady had spent right. her whole life on classical he refused to accept that he couldn't get her to to play a little bit of jazz so i thought that was interesting um Mike yes, yeah, that's right. yeah. In episode one, my brother Mike, Hayes, and I'm only paraphrasing him here because I'll get it wrong and I'll never hear the end of it if I get it wrong. But he said a wonderful quote. He said, "If you're thinking about creating when you are creating, then you're not really creating at all." And at the time he said it, no. I, I'm trying to get my mind around. But I think he's absolutely right. I think when you're creating, you're in another automatic. You're in another world, yeah. aren't you? You're in another space. Yes. It's not something you can sit there and think, I'm going to play A flat next because it's in the Mixolydian scale. If you're genuinely creating, you know, Uh, we've collaborated. In fact, we haven't heard our collaboration yet, but we have collaborated, we have collaborated together on a version of Sting's uh, Fields of Gold. And, and, I'm yes. sure, I'm sure, I'm sure when we put it together, it is something we will all be proud of because it's just something that I want to do with this podcast series is, uh, as the host, I want to play with all my guests. I don't want it to be a once we were good at the good old days or the visit to the, the old people's home where the people once upon a time could play, including the okay. host. So one of my things is yes. let's create some new music together. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to presenting. Our version of "Fields of Gold," sort of like a sting arrangement. You're on.
1: It sounds wonderful, and your your guitar. Playing yeah, I'm playing is slide great, dobro
0: too. on this one. My brothers, my brother's yeah. playing nylon string guitar, and you're playing flute and and yes. the uh, Roland. Yeah, Our I'm time. really looking forward to that, yeah. mate. The final question is: if you could yes. go back in time to when you were that 14 year old kid in Singapore, and your dad got you the you know reluctantly you didn't get you didn't get your drum kit but you got your saxophone <laughs> if you could take time travel back and give that little guy yep. your best advice yep. about well music and life first of all music what would you what would you say to yourself having done everything you've done if you could go back and give that little wow. guy some advice
1: well i think my advice would always be the same which is always try to be original Right. And not, popping is great. You can always learn a lot from copying, but always try to cultivate your own voice. Wonderful. No matter what instrument you play.
0: Wonderful advice. You
1: know, and your own style. Yeah. You know. Wonderful advice. And in life, gee, I'm no, I'm no expert on that. I can well, you've you.
0: lived it though. What, I mean, you know, just, from what you've learned. Yeah, what, I mean, what do you think you'd say? Look, just in a nutshell, what would you tell have, you? Have
1: a good time um, playing. Always do the things that you enjoy most. Yeah. You know, don't let people tell you, oh, you should be a doctor or a lawyer or a dentist or whatever. You have to do what your heart tells you. I have so many students who have regretted um, not taking the musical path. Yes. Only because their parents at the time have uh, discouraged them from doing so. I've had a few parents that... Literally rings me up and say, "How dare you encourage <laughs> little Johnny to be a musician?
0: How dare and I not?" I said,
1: "My yeah. job is to encourage. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't discourage. You know, no, whatever path no. they take is yeah. their own choosing."
0: Yeah, no, so, that's wonderful. Uh, wonderful way to to wrap up there, Andrew. And and what an honor it's been, mate, to share a bit over an hour with you. It really has been an honour and I hope we collaborate again in the future real soon. Thank
1: you for having me. Okay. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye-bye.
0: what a genuine honour it was to share some time today in conversation with Andrew O. Please connect with Andrew via his website, andrewomusic.com.au. A special thanks to my first guest, Mike Hayes, who returned in this episode to provide some wonderful, melodic, nylon string acoustic guitar solos in Sting's beautiful Fields of Gold. I look forward to presenting further conversations with some of the world's very best musicians in the future as the Music Mind podcast unlocks the key to successful creative lives. Bye for now.